0: took a little bit of a break. <laughs> I think we all deserve a little break here and there. Again, I did give you guys a heads up that the show would start to slow down just a little bit. Um, it's a lot of things happening, good things hopefully but for the most part. Um, I did say that you know it wasn't going to be every day, even though that was kind of like the premise of the show that there would be an episode every day, but to be honest, it's a bit unrealistic to do something like that, especially with my line of work. So you know I tend to do what I can to bring as often an episode here and there as possible. Um, But where I'm at right now, it's a little bit difficult to find a more grounded place to do an episode. I'm in a laundromat right now. Yes, a fucking laundromat. (laughs) Trying to find a quiet place is not easy, so somehow I did a little bit of site scouting, recon, and found a spot, and it's a damn laundromat, so. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no one in it, so that's the crazy part. I mean, it kind of works out, but you know, if I get somebody running in here, that's fine. I can't kick people out the laundromat. And if you hear washing machine, that's just because I'm in a laundromat. All right, anyway, so I'm on a somewhat vacation. This is actually the first episode done overseas. Yes, this show is overseas. Um, Not gonna tell you exactly where because that's not really much of a business. But it is somewhere overseas. Um, this is like my first, well, this isn't my first foreign episode, okay? I've already done an episode as soon as I got here. So, um, yeah, but it's in, a diff- it's in a different country than the last episode. And, you know, not going to get too much into detail with that one. But um, tonight, well, I'm going to just tell you what, how my day went, you know, because I'm doing classes. I did some classes. I went to the gym today. And that's kind of like the inspiration for this episode because... Um, yeah, so th- today's episode just might as well throw it at you. is about temptations, okay? Um, I went with a few buddies at, to the gym and stuff like that, and you know, you know how this goes. I did a gym episode some time ago, but this isn't exactly about the gym, but this is the inspiration for it. It's kind of like okay, you're with someone, and there's a lot of people in the gym, if, um, guys. You already know this, you know. There's some like good-looking women in the gym and stuff like that. Mind you, you're married or whatever. Maybe you're not. It's just okay. You know you're going to the gym to focus on your workout. That much you do know, but you could get a little bit sidetracked somehow. It happens, and it happens no matter what side of the of the of gender you are. Whether you know men, women, it happens a lot. You know, so you got to sometimes think to yourself, like you know, damn, you know, I got to stay focused. You know, I can't, you know, get too too distracted. But let's just say it's not at the gym too. I mean, the, the the sense of temptation can happen virtually anywhere. Anywhere you go, it could be the gym. It could be a restaurant. It could be a party. It could be anywhere, but also to temptation comes with. Um, it presents problems. Let's say, for example, you're with someone. You're married, or you're in a committed relationship, or you know maybe you're just starting in a relationship, and then you know, you s- you go to this function or whatever, and then there's like these other women there, other men there, and they just like it just catches your eye. Now, it's human nature, okay, for you to be attracted to something. Okay, it's it's almost impossible for a guy to look straight without turning his eye left to right, you know, something catching his eye, his peripheral. It's almost impossible, but it's possible. But, again, like, what do you do? How do you fight your temptations, right? Like, listen, if you're in a relationship, you could talk to another man, another woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, preventing it from going any further, right, the implications that come behind it with the temptations that you have. So tonight, I want to talk about temptations. I was going to have um, one of my other boys on this show. I guess he got kind of sidetracked. Who knows? He might want to still do an episode, and I could get him on it, kind of shoot the shit like, the, you know, the last episode. But I'm going to just kind of get into it a little bit, okay? I mean, we've all, we all fight temptations. I'm pretty sure. You can't sit here and lie to me saying that you can't, because you c- we all, we all have, we we all gotta fight it. You know, we live amongst eight billion people in this world. It's almost impossible to not come across somebody that is attractive. Okay, so that's what tonight's episode is gonna be about. And again, this is about temptation, not that movie, The Temptations. This is about human nature temptation. Okay, not the not the group. All right, so um, I'm gonna get right into. It. I kind of wish he was here to uh, help with this episode. But, now um, now nah, you had other obligations and stuff like that. I will have people come in. Because again, I, before I, you know, start this episode, I noticed the numbers from the Shoot the Shit episode that I did last week. The numbers are pretty good, man. Th- and I think that's what the show is really missing. It's missing people, other people that I can converse and talk to. So, I mean, I give you guys a round of applause for so far, I think it's like the most listened to episode <laughs> of the <this> season. <laughs> right, so... I'm going to look up the definition, textbook definition of temptation, okay? Because, I mean, we all have our somewhat definition of uh, temptation, okay? And a temptation may not just have to be about you tempting the other, another woman, another man. It could be temptation of food, temptation of doing something, committing something, whatever the case. You know, it's, it's just the, the, the urge, if you will. Uh, it's described as, the, as a desire to engage in short-term urges for enjoyment that threatens long-term goals. But you see where we're going with this, right? So, for example, if you are in a committed relationship, okay, temptation is a short and sweet, straight-to-the-point objective. Now, you, and this is the case I'm talking about, if you're in a long, committed relationship, how can this temptation, this fruit, affect your long-term goal? Okay, your long-term goal is you in a relationship. The temptation is that one short-term, one Nightstand kind of deal—that's just going to derail your long-term relationship. Potentially, though, it doesn't always happen. Some relationships still do survive after such a thing, but most of them really, really don't. So, but I'm gonna—I'm I'm, getting gonna into the temptation. I'm not talking about food and anything for enjoying. I'm talking about just straight people. How you know the temptation of again that you know the man or the woman that catches your eye kind of deal, and you just, you're trying to court them in a way, whatever the objective is, but it threatens something else back at home. Now again, you may not even be in a relationship and be tempted to, you know, that's a whole nother story, but what if you're in a relationship, okay? So I'm gonna look up some things, I'm gonna, you know, I didn't quite do too much research on this, but this was an episode that just kind of came perfectly. Uh, Let's see here. Let me see, give me one second. Let me see. (coughs) Hold on. I'm I'm trying to type this in a way that. uh, Let me see. Temptations while in a relationship. Let me see. Maybe that might be the better way of kind of figuring this out. Uh, Let's see. You know, I kind of wish I wasn't like a soundproof kind of deal. I I feel like there's there's some echo somewhere in there, but I'm trying to um do this. Okay. Now there's articles here. There's one article here that says how to resist temptation to cheat in a relationship, uh, temptation in relationships, why it happens, how to resist. Um, I'm gonna find the perfect list. I think I might have came across one. Okay, because the guys that I went to the gym with, they are in relationships. Okay, I'm not saying names or whatever the case is. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's their thing. That's their thing. Um, however, though, you know, they <laughs> they sat there and it was just like, man, I don't know, man, I don't know how I could do this. I'm like. You, you got to focus. You got to figure out what it, you know, you got to get your mind off it. You go to the gym and go to the gym to work out to release that frustration. It, it's a conflict when you're sitting there getting caught up in some eye candy and then you're trying to, you know, get your little sick pump in, but, you know, it, it's not happening. Okay, so I did find an article. This is um, from a website called inspiringtips.com. Okay, this was an article written just last May. Um, it says here, 18 sensible ways to resist temptation in a relationship. And, of course, in, in my usual fashion, I'm going to just jump and um, dive in and give my little two cents, okay? I'm going to read the synopsis to this ep- um, this article, and then I'm just going to get right into the list to see what they wrote. Okay, once again, that, that website is inspiringtips.com, okay? It says, struggling with a temptation that could ruin your relationship now? Are you afraid that you might end up cheating on your partner or spouse? Being in love with your partner or spouse is not a guarantee that you would be faithful to him or her. Some people in love get caught in momentary lapses which could result in emotional damages and broken relationships. If you want to find out how to res- resist the temptation, you could threaten your relationship. Here are 18 sensible ways to do it. I'm going to start from number 18 and I'm going to work my way back. Okay. Again, this is a common thing, especially with dudes, and like people that you know in the military, especially, I heard so many stories, deployment stories, and all types of crazy shit. I've heard it all. Um, uh, you know, you're away from your family, your spouse for X amount of time, and you know, things can get a little weird. Things can get a little bit. Um, things can get a little bit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lonely. <laughs> Lonely. Okay, so mm, the number 18 one they have here on this list is. And, and again this is for people who are religious, particularly Christian for this matter or it, it could be for anyone who are who is religious. Turn to God, right? It says here, "Get wisdom and reminders from the Bible." Again, if you're not Christian, you could go to the Quran, you could go to whatever scripture your your religion follows. It says reading the Bible regularly can help you change your perspective about temptations too. There are a lot of reminders and nuggets of wisdom about resisting temptation that you can find in uh, for instance, 1 Corinthians 10.13 tells us that God will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able to bear. If you want testimonies that temptations can be overcome, read Joseph's success stories, Genesis 39 and Jesus, Matthew 4.1-11. Um, so again, you, you, you have, you can, there's a spiritual, religious way to fight temptation. Temptations in some religions are seen as an act from the devil. It's seen as a, a devilish act. Right, it's kind of like if you have the angel on one shoulder and you have the devil on another shoulder, and it's kind of like both of them are telling you the, what to do and, and what not to do. It's kind of like that. We all have those moments. Uh, let's see here, another one. Uh, it says here number seventeen. Uh, way, be, I mean, sorry, number seventeen. Humble yourself before God. Okay, it says it's hard to overcome temptations because we are only humans. If you are desperate to resist them, then ask for help from God. Please acknowledge that you cannot do it by your own strength. Make it part of your daily prayers. Have the courage and strength to flee from them. Okay, now again, this is, again, this whole list is not exactly religious, so I want you guys, you know, again, if I have people who are atheists, don't get turned off by this episode. It's giving tips from all different angles, whether it be religious, mental, physical, okay? So, again, for those who are religious, these are ways that you could, uh, you know, kind of get over that stuff, you know? Um. again, humble yourself before God. All right, number 16, way between love and lust because there is a very big difference, okay? Love and lust. Okay, love is perhaps your committed relationship. Lust is just something quick, okay? And the, next, and the thing I hear from a lot of guys too, um, and I heard this in movies in real life, is like, okay, well, you know, I had, you know, if they, you know, mess around on their spouse, they're like, oh, you know, it was nothing, it was just sex. Okay, that's the lust, okay? In other words, their backup will be like, okay, well, there's, there was no feeling behind it, it was just what it was, and that's it. And then they keep it moving. Now, what happens to the relationship after that? <sighs> More than likely, it ain't happening, it's gone. But in some cases, it doesn't, it does fix itself, or tend to fix itself, okay? So it says, way between love and lust, it says, please understand that being attracted to a person does not necessarily mean love. Yes. What you probably feel for the other person is only lust. It is possibly just a physical attraction that will soon go away. If you are sure that, you're lo- that you love your partner and you know you are only drawn to another person by lust, then be wise. Never is true love for lust, which is temporary. OK, so yeah, you can sit there. And it, it might mostly be like that, but there are some rare cases that that lust does turn into love because perhaps that lust can be something that your love, like your wife or your husband, didn't quite give you or just stopped giving you, so it's, pr- it's new, it's fresh. So again, yeah, the lust thing is dangerous, but it, it, it's even more dangerous when it turns into love, and then you already are married to somebody or committed to somebody, so that just makes matters even more complicated. And again, it is really hard out there, especially when it's all thrown in your face. It's in social media. It's wherever you go. It's like, you know, lust, love, sex. It's all right there in your face. And it's really, really hard to circumvent around for a lot of people. Um, again, lust is temporary, but that's not always the case, okay? It's, that person might just hit you with something that's just like, oh, man, I'm not getting this back at home. Then you're in trouble. Relationship is in trouble, all right, number fifteen. It has here. It says confront the other person, if necessary. You know that's funny because it's it's either like, okay, you sit there and you lust for this one person, right? And and, and you never said a word to them. You always see them every day. But what happens when you actually go up to them? Perhaps that ex- that fire will be extinguished if you go up to them and they're just like, I'm not feeling you. Get away from me. You're creepy. Mm. Game over. And then, <laughs> then that's it. You can move on. It says, if the other person is obviously hitting on you or has expressed a desire to flirt with you, then speak up. The tempter would keep coming if you are passive about it. She, probably, she or he probably thinks you want it to go on. To keep the person from tempting you, then boldly tell him or her to stop. Decline indecent proposals and tell the person that you are committed. Listen, brother, sister, that does not always work nowadays. Some people see this shit as a game. Despite the fact you may be in a committed relationship, you wear a wedding band. Hell, you could wear five wedding bands on your hand and they'll still try to court you because to them, they're looking at it as, okay, he's married, she's married. I wonder what that person's giving them that I can't give them. Maybe I could give them something better. And in their mind, that's what they're thinking. And in the case of whatever was on the list just now, you can just simply just go, okay, hey, listen, you know, I appreciate it, I'm flattered, you know, but hey, I'm married, you know, please respect me, please respect my marriage. Move on. What happens from there is not exactly guaranteed. That person may not just leave right away. That might just egg the person to keep going. Okay, I mean, I've, you've seen TV shows, and again, these are TV shows where that one person, like Family Matters, Murdererical, where sh- where she keeps pressing up against Eddie, even despite the fact he has relationships, it don't matter to some people. Some people are very persuasive. Some people are um, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, not resilient, but reluctant. You know, they just, they will keep pushing and pushing and pushing just to get what they want. So it doesn't always work where, like, okay, stop, leave me alone. No, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes that person's going to keep pushing no matter what. Okay, number 15, <coughs> confront the other person. Um, no, no, I'm sorry, I just read that one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Number 14, fix the problem in your relationship. Hmm, let's see, it says some people cheat because they have a problem with their relationship. If this is the case, please fix the problem, not add to it. Um, If you want to keep your relationship going, then do not do something that you can't completely end it. Talk with your partner, come up with possible solutions and cooperate with each other. Also, work together to reignite the passion in your relationship. I just said this a minute ago, that perhaps the tempter might be willing to give something that perhaps is missing from your relationship right now. You know, perhaps better sex, more time, m- um, more everything, you know? And, and, you know, they always say the grass is greener on the other side. No, it's not. It's not always green on the other side. It might be better cut, but it's not always greener on the other side. So where, you you know, you just might be like, oh, man, things could be so much better over there. But, see, if you're looking and lusting over other people, then that means there's something definitely wrong at home that perhaps that this person you're lusting for, your partner doesn't have or that you wish your partner had. Listen, when we're born, we're dealt with the cards that we're dealt with. We don't always have the same thing, Okay, We can't always offer the same thing, unfortunately. But then that's the root problem if you're lusting is something wrong in a relationship. It's different if you're a single person. You have no strings attached. You don't have to worry about, man, you know, I'm lusting after this one person, but what about the person back home? You don't have anybody, so you have nobody to worry about or anyone to offend, all right? Number 13, practice mind over matter. This is a difficult one. It says, no matter how much tempted you are, you need a strong will to have self-control. Do not follow your heart, which represents your fleeting emotions. Rather, heed your brain, which means you sou- your sound judgment and reasoning. Okay, you got to think. I'll weigh the pros, the cons, and, and figure out whether or not you taking that chance is worth the chance because... Chances are it's not always going to be the way you want it to be. It can be dangerous. It could end very, very badly, and somebody always gets hurt. And unfortunately, it's always the person that you are cheating on that gets hurt, given that they find out. But even then, if, even if they don't find out and you've been pushing this for so long, don't you think that <laughs> you're wasting, you, should, you should also sort of explanation behind this. Again, this is why the, one of the last steps was you need to go home and talk some shit out. And when you do talk things out, you don't even have to mention that you're thinking about someone. But you can, like, okay, I don't want my spouse to know that I'm thinking about this person. But I do want to address a problem before it becomes a bigger problem. Okay? It's better to solve it. It's better to put the fire out when it's just a couple of embers before it's a a complete inferno. All right, so the next one here, number 12. Be honest with your partner, number 12. It says, if you are attempted to cheat right now, it is best if you open up with your partner. Admit it, the more you repress something, the more it presses on you. Once you open once you open up, you would realize that it was only a passing urge because the thrill is gone. Yes, she or he might become upset once you open up. However, it could be worse if you tell him or her after you fail. Besides, they deserve to know the truth. Yeah, because think about it. If you go home and you're like, okay, you know, hon, I need to talk to you. Hey, what's up? I've been thinking about this other girl and then then you know the questions of course is going to be thrown at you like some ninja stars or did you have sex with this person or how long has this been happening and stuff like that and it could just you could just say something like well you know I just started but rather than you fully fulfilling that lust and you get caught on it then you got to sit there and explain how long it lasted and everything else if you're just upfront with your partner and you're like, you know, I've been thinking about this one person and I don't know what to do, and then, you know, then <laughs> I'm not going to say it's going to work, but maybe your, your spouse may work with you or you're just going to get the, <coughs> yes, El Muerte. All right, so next one here, let's see. Uh, shit, what happened to my list? Okay, there we go. Um, number 11, <laughs> turn your thoughts to something else. Maybe perhaps you could you could take those thoughts like your raw energy, and turn it into something positive. Like okay, let's see what let's see what this let's see what the list say before I chime in. It says if you if your mind keeps being haunted by tempting thoughts, then distract yourself. Think about something positive or productive, or think about how you love your spouse or partner. You could also make yourself busy with work or a hobby. You know, idle um, mind is a devil's playground. If you're sitting around not doing anything and then you're just sitting about thinking about this guy or this girl, it's going to consume your mind. If You just do something, go to the gym, go volunteer, go for a run, go for a drive, go to work, play some video games, something that is just going to keep your mind occupied, then you can easily do it. But it's not like that for everybody. Everybody's not wired the same. And therefore, you know, they just don't want to do anything. They're just so consumed by this person, this, this lust, that they just... Sitting ducks. They're just sitting in the fucking water, wi- without without a paddle, without a boat, without anything. Shit, not even a flotation device. Just done. You know, uh, number ten. Develop transparency in your relationship. It says another way to keep yourself from temptations is by keeping transparency in your relationship. Being transparent includes includes giving each other access to your accounts and gadgets. Hmm. Oh no. Whoa. Oh, um, it also says some people do not like this idea, since it evades their privacy. Nevertheless, the temptation is less than knowing your partner can find out. Okay, so I've seen some social experiments online where a guy would come up, finds a couple. Hey, how long you been in a relationship? Ah, oh, blah, 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 blah. Do you trust each other? Ah, oh, blah, 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 blah. All right, hey, I want you to give her your phone and you give her, you know, switch phones, open your phone. There's always a reluctancy to do this because <laughs> if you trust your partner enough, then perhaps like you guys will swap phones and open each other's phones. But even in a relationship, I guess for a lot of people, there has to be some sort of line drawn. Okay, like yes, you guys are one unit, but there's still, like I said before, even when you're married, you're still individuals. There still has to be some sort of privacy in between you two. A lot of people feel that way. Like me personally, I have no reason to look through my wife's phone at all, at all. And she doesn't have a reason to look through mine either. But it's not always the case. I mean, think about it, your phone, we, we our phones are literally like another organ. It's an exterior organ to us. It's attached to us. We give our phone to somebody else and you're sweating bullets. They might see your 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 Google history or something like that. So it's the same thing like if you have a um, you know a spouse or whoever, you know you don't want them looking at your phone, you got to have some sort of line drawn. But in this article, it said, you know, it kind of clears the water, like, okay, hey, all right, yeah, you know, I trust you, you trust, and then boom, boom, boom. But like a lot of people get offended in, in relationships, too. If you're like, oh, let me see your phone. Oh, no, I don't want you to see it. Why not? You got something to hide? It's always, the first indica- it's always the first thing thrown, like, oh, you got something to hide. Not necessarily so. Most times, maybe, yeah. But most times, people just don't want people in their shit. Your phone is private to you. If you want to fuck around with a phone, go to a public pay phone. It's public. Everybody touches it. Your own phone, not everybody touches it. All right, number nine, stay away from places where you should not be. It says, what are those places you should stay away from? They are areas you do not want your partner to know about. For instance, avoid going to a private place where you could be alone with someone else of the opposite sex. In an instance like this, what, I I would say a club. Everybody goes to clubs. Well, I don't go to a club. Clubs are not my thing. But um, where where else would another place be where you could be alone with the opposite sex? The opposite sex walks among you everywhere. Hell. Hell. That's like this laundromat that I'm in. There's not a soul in this thing. And, and I can be with, with somebody of the opposite sex, but let's just say I'm washing my clothes and not doing a podcast. I'm washing my clothes. And somehow I'm a male, and a female comes in, and she washes her clothes. So does that mean I have to take all of my clothes out because there's a female in here, and I don't want to be alone because of some sort of weird implication? No. No matter what, you may find yourself in a situation, even without planning, That you may be alone with someone of the opposite sex what about an elevator but i get what they're saying like these are just kind of like things that just happen versus you planning to go to somebody's house or going to a club or whatever you understand what i'm saying it's kind of hard to avoid because you at some moment at any moment whether planned or not you're going to find yourself alone with someone of the opposite sex no matter what um but i kind of get the idea number eight cut or limit ties with those you are attracted to That's the funny thing, because most of the people you're probably attracted to, you don't even know them. These are just probably random people in the street, but here's a fact. There are people that you probably know that you are attracted to, or people that you probably do work with. And it's a good idea. Maybe you might want to limit interaction, maybe. It says here, you may think you are not doing anything bad, but yet fantasizing about someone else is already cheating. Also, if you know who you are, if you know you are attracted to someone and intentionally find ways to keep in touch or be together, you are in trouble. To avoid this, flee from the temptation. Limit your communication or being around the person. Or if there's no point in staying in contact with him or her, just cut them off the connection. Okay, see, that's another thing, too. I used to think that if you look at another woman or a man looks at, or a woman looks at another man, as cheating. I had this conversation with my father some time ago, and there's nothing wrong with you looking. It's like the zoo. You go to the zoo to see the animals. You can't always touch the animals. You shouldn't touch the animals unless they let you. What I'm saying is this. You go to the zoo. You go to a lion's den. you're, You're looking at a lion's den. It's full of lions. Lions look beautiful, right? Great. But would you touch a lion? No, you would not probably touch a lion. You're not trained to do so. So that's like you can walk down the road and see another attractive person, but at the same time, Should you touch them? Should you talk to them? That's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) it's kind of, it's, I'm not even sure. Like, you looking at somebody is not cheating. I used to think that. I used to feel that way, too. I used to be like, oh, man, why am I looking at this other person? But it's human nature. It is ingrained in in our eyes. It's ingrained in our DNA. We have to look at other people. It's almost impossible to walk straight and pay attention to absolutely no one. I tried it. It's impossible. Someone is always going to catch your eye no matter what. So if you can do that, if you can be that focused and walk down the street and not be attracted to anyone, then you, my friend, you are focused. (laughs) Then more than likely, you're not. So good luck with that. All right, number, let's see. What's the next one here? I got about a few more. Already what? 28 minutes into the show, groovy. All right, number seven, avoid friends who encourage you to cheat. Ooh, buddy. Oh, I've I've seen that group all too well, man. Let me tell you something. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. It don't matter what age you're in. Because, see, we associate peer pressure with, like, teenagers and kids when they grow up. No, 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 no. Peer pressure can happen at virtually any age as long as you have some sort of a social group of friends that will push you into doing some stupid, ridiculous thing. That you are going to regret perhaps maybe for the rest of your life if you live to tell the story. So it says number seven, avoid friends who encourage you to cheat. It says if you have friends who think being able to cheat is cool, then stay away from them. True friends will help you protect your relationship or marriage. As, they say, as the saying goes, bad company corrupts good character. Therefore, choose your friends wisely. Which is why I have a very small circle of, if you want to call them friends, friends. Um, because again, yes, the people you are with influence you. Your character change depending on your audience. I've seen people do it. I've seen people like switch character depending on who they hang out with. They can go from like a geek to chic to like whatever. You know, it's because we want to impress the people we're with, but it's true. Your friends and shit will tell you right or wrong and you will know when your tr- your, who your true friends are. When you get caught by your spouse cheating, you'll know who your true friends are because are they gonna be there to bail you out, to help you out, to talk to you, to console you, to help you? If not, then you've been set up and they were not your true friend from the start. All right, so number six, ask yourself if your partner deserves it. Because again, you, somebody's gonna get hurt. And it's gonna be your partner wh- if they find out. And even then, you're still hurting them, even if they don't find out, because they're completely oblivious to everything. And then you have to ask yourself, is this right? You know? And then what if what if this person did it to me? And see, that's what keeps some people going with this shit. It's like, well. I don't know she could be doing it to me or he could be doing it to me you don't know that you don't have proof so it says ask yourself if your partner deserves it it says yes there's a chance that your partner might never discover your affair however do you really think he or she deserves to be cheated on your partner or spouse may not be perfect but they could be so devoted to you and try their best to uh, try to be the best for you and see that's where that shit has to be eating you inside because it's like damn you know yeah I'm getting my cake and I'm eating it too. But it's like, oh yeah, my husband or my wife doesn't know a thing that's going on. But then it's like, fuck, you gotta have a, something in your soul must be burning. Like this shit is fucked up what I'm doing. This is crazy. You understand what I'm saying? So unless you have no moral compass, then you don't care. And there's a lot of people out there, men and women that are just out there just doing the most and don't have not one piece of sympathy out of it. They're just like, well, you know. But again, for whatever reason, that could be s- a problem that stemmed from home. Again, it all starts from home. Why? If you're in a nice relationship, you got kids, you got got family, you got a nice job, why would you ruin that? There's something, some sort of discord back at home that is causing this. What is it, though? You understand what I'm saying? But that's for that person to find out. The public's not going to find out. The person that is the, that, that's chasing the lust is going to have to find out. Number five, we got five more. Number five on this list, think about how it'll affect your relationship. I mean, shit, more than likely, that is fucking over. Over, but not in every single case. I did say this before, not every relationship after such a thing is over. Some can be fixed, and some are even bonded stronger after the fact. It says, what if you gave in? Have you ever thought about what could happen if your spouse or partner found out? Are you willing to risk your relationship for it? momentary pleasure. Even if you get forgiven, it would be hard to restore your partner's trust. It's like you trying to repair a glass broken window. Even if you put tape on it, it's still broken. It don't look the same. That's, gonna be, that's what's probably going to happen in your relationship. It's not going to feel the same. It's not going to look the same. It's just not going to be the same. Trust is probably the strongest piece to hold the glass pane together. You break that trust, that glass is done. And even if you try to put the trust back on the glass, it's over. The shatter is still there. It's still ugly. The relationship just not going to be the same. Can it recover? Can it be the same? Anything's possible. However, how depending on how deep the damage is, and it would determine how long it takes to fix it. And it could take forever. It may never be fixed. You just might just be a dull relationship with a void of just existing or just because you have kids you just exist but it ain't going to be the same and even if the relationship broke off that person is never going to trust another person again maybe again this can have very long-term effect number four get counseling it says if you keep your unfa- if you, I'm sorry if you keep on failing in this area seek professional help it can also be a good idea you can go to a spiritual mentor find a psychologist therapy helps might cost you, but it'll help. It may not help. I don't know. It depends on how bad of the damage is done already. It depends how deep the wound is. Some wounds definitely cannot be healed. Number three, find an accountability partner. What they mean by this, it says, it is also advisable that you find an accountability partner aside from your beloved. It should be with someone of the same sex who is mature and trustworthy, your accountability partner's role is to check on you, rebuke you when needed, and pray for you. In other words, it's like a buddy that just want to like, just just checking up on you, just making sure like, yo, you know, kind of, uh, somebody that should be talking you out of a goddamn situation like that. Um, we don't always have a lot of them because you know what people rarely do these nowadays take accountability for anything. We just kind of like push it aside and pass it off, and you know we don't take accountability for much of anything anymore. But having somebody on that on your side that you can trust, like um, ladies, you know, what it's saying, somebody of the same sex, you know, your girlfriends or or, dude, or guys, you know, your, your bros or whatever, somebody on your side that it's just making sure you're doing the right thing. I mean, you may it may sound corny, you know, it might sound like a big brother, big sister program thing, but you know, again, like think about that for a second. You just need somebody to just kind of keep your ass in check. You have to, because obviously you can't do it. It says, number two, tell your partner about your weaknesses. Mm. Again, this is bold, 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 bold. It says, surely your spouse or partner understands that you are not perfect. They will appreciate your openness. Giving him or her a heads up on your weakness is a sign that you want to fight it off. Also, your partner can help you overcome temptations by checking on you. So it's like, okay, you tell your husband or you tell your wife, like, man, you don't understand. Every time I see a particular woman or a particular man or... Every time I go here, I don't know what to do. You know, I love you so much. And I don't want nothing to happen to this relationship, but I don't know what to do. I think that is a really, really good stance because it shows, one, it shows that you can be trusted, that you, you're, fighting, uh, you're fighting a demon, okay? You're fighting a demon and that you are trusting. Like, they'll look at you and they won't even curse you out. Now, it'll they'll be, they'll be kind of fucked up if they sit there and curse your ass out, even though you're coming to them with the truth. And maybe this is why a lot of people don't do this, is because they are afraid of what their spouse is going to say. Or they might just think that their spouse is going to jump to the conclusion that they're already cheating. But here you are, you're pouring your heart out, and you're like, man, I don't know what to do. Everywhere I go, I look at another woman. But I don't want this to end or whatever. It's kind of a hard thing to do, but I think that has more of a positive, it could potentially have more of a positive impact than anything else. Than you just sitting there prolonging the problem or taking some other avenue of approach or ultimately getting caught on your bullshit and then before you know it, the damage is already so far done that any possibility of it coming back together is done-ski, done-ski, okay, done. All right, number one. Now the number one sensible way to fight temptation according to the website inspiringtips.com. Be aware of your temptations. It says, the very first thing you need to do is acknowledge your vulnerability. Being aware of your temptations will help you be more watchful of your behaviors, decisions, and thoughts. <laughs> Listen, it is, it is a very attractive world out there, okay? There are going to be things that catch you, but you've got to be the stronger, bigger person. Now, it's no secret that guys in relationship think about other people, and women think about other people too whether you think of guys or girls whichever is your persuasion you are thinking about other people i don't care it's not a person walking in this world that is not thinking or lusting about another person as we speak the question is what are you going to do about it is it just like an innocent little thing or is it something a little bit more deep-rooted that's for you to decide whether or not it is or not because you at some point you got to cut the cord you're going to have to like you got to figure it out because nobody else is going to figure it out for you. Okay, temptation is a pretty serious thing. And, again, I could talk about temptation when it comes to other things like food or, or just doing risky things because it's, it's, it's the thrill. It's the, the act of fulfilling something for excitement and joy. It's not long-term, okay? Like, okay, who has a long-term temptation of eating apples? temptation to eat an apple or eat a Big Mac is something short and sweet. Like, man, I'm tempting to eat a, this, this Big Mac or whatever. It's a temptation. It's not a long-term goal. If you make eating a Big Mac a long-term goal, you, my friend, you have some serious problems. But no, um, that's not how that works. But look, listen, if you do find yourself in a, in a situation, because don't get me wrong, like, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I look at other women from time to time, and I'm like, man, you know, because I remember my wife, too. She caught me on this shit. Real quick, she said that she had. We, me and her were walking one day, and then we see this 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 nice, attractive woman, nicely shaped woman. And she's like, um, she's like, hey, hun, look at look at her ass over there. Let me tell you something. I I paused for a second. I was like, wait, what? She was like, no, look, look, look. I thought, man, I'm about to get set up for the rope a dope. So I literally, I actually go look. I look. I was like, yeah, man, you're right. You know, I had to sit there and agree with her because I mean, she did. But um again she was like you know i don't have a problem with you looking and stuff like that now in that case because i mean i do look because even i you know at one point i thought it was bad to look because i thought it was just maybe like somewhat of a form of cheating but in reality it's not um a lot of people may disagree though but my wife is that trusting and knowing that you know i look at i can look at another woman but see you can look but don't touch but you see where i'm going here? But some temptations, like, it's sometimes, sometimes, ugh, some temptations are deeper than you just, like, looking at somebody in the street, turn around and be like, damn, she got a such and such, she's got a fatty. Other than that, like, you following that temptation, if you look too hard to break your neck and you turn around and you follow that, that is where your problem starts. <laughs> All right, so, hey, thanks for listening to this episode of this podcast. It feels great to do an episode. You have no idea. This is, like, perhaps, like, the bright spot to my day, honestly um i'm just glad to have the opportunity to do it so hey thanks for listening to the podcast stay tuned for more episodes and i'll get more people on here it's just me flying solo tonight in a laundromat a very empty (laughs) laundromat i think i'd seen like maybe one person come in when i came in here and i don't know that person just disappeared all right so hey thanks for listening and again just stay tuned i'm loving the numbers so far and if you haven't checked out the episode shooting the shit again it's sort of like a sub-pilot episode kind of deal uh check it out it's actually um actually a pretty funny episode. It had two people on there actually talking on mics, and they were sitting there just talking their piece and talking dumb stuff, okay? Things that's just dumb. Alright, so hey, thanks for listening, and uh, again, I will do this again next time. Alright, have a great evening, or morning, afternoon, wherever you are. Ciao.